Welcome to the Golden Ratio. <laughs> Did you think it was going to scare you, Jared? Maybe. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, your mom, joined as always by Jared Ad. Hello. I feel like we just recorded a podcast last night. Oh, wait, we did. Was that last night? Mm-hmm. Or was it five years ago? I can't <laughs> really tell. You had a hard day today, I guess. I just don't track of time anymore so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the cocktail of the week for this regular podcast is the Presbyterian, which we're not drinking right now, but we have drunk many of. It's a easy... Classic cocktail. It's two ounces of whiskey. You can use scotch. You can use rye. You can use bourbon. And you put that in a glass with ice. And then you add half ginger ale and half club soda, maybe a twist of lime of lemon, and that's it. So it's a very kind of cool, fizzy, refreshing drink. Putting club soda and stuff is a good thing. Yep. Your dad, you need to get closer to the mic. Putting, it's still a good thing. Yep. Uh, so that's the cocktail of the week. Let's jump into the dog updates. Jump right on in. Splash. Kaplunk. Okay, so Swizz and her anxiety. Uh, We took her to the vet. I guess we maybe talked about this on the last podcast. We maybe just got her some stuff. It was yesterday. (laughs) Not that last podcast, the last real podcast. But I guess not. We took her on Saturday to the vet. Yep. And uh, so... She had been really bad last week and up until then. Um, and so we took took her to our vet who, you know, you're not allowed to go in the vet anymore. So he came out and uh, he was going to bring her in, but he's like, whatever, like, this is just in her brain. Like, I don't need to do a physical exam. So uh, he gave her Xanax and then also told us to start melatonin, which you can just uh, like a supplement you can buy at the store. And then we also put on an adaptal collar, which is like, it looks like a flea collar, but it has pheromones in it that are supposed to be calming. We used it on Schmieg for a while. And uh, so we put that on her and the Thunder shirt. So on Saturday, we deployed all the anti-anxiety weapons. And they seemed to help. Um, I also finally, I think, have cracked the dinner problem where she just goes into a, a place of, like full-on anxiety while we're eating, which is bark and bark, and there was nothing we could do, including giving her food that would make her stop doing it. Um, so now we eat outside on the porch. She gets to come outside on the porch with us. The other dogs have to stay inside, and we bring her bowl with most of her dinner in it. And then uh, while we're eating, I chuck one nugget at a time across the porch, and she has to go get it, and then she comes back. And then I chuck another nugget, and it takes the entirety of our dinner to get her most of the nuggets. So she's engaged in eating and mostly ignoring us. And, uh, and she's doing better. So that we've done that the last three nights and that has basically stopped. I mean, she's still a little bit frantic, but it has really cut down on the anxiety. She doesn't get barky yeah. that way. I think the key is to keep her from escalating to the point where she's really panicky and that is requiring a little bit of adaptation in our behaviors with her. Cause like she's, she really gets separation anxiety from dear dad. Like he can just go outside and she'll start barking and freaking out and scratching at the door. I can literally be standing next to her and she's scratching at the door and crying and barking to get out. And so it's like dear dad can't go outside without her because otherwise she gets to that like super escalated point and it's really hard to get back down. And this has really recently started. Mm-hmm. 
it, I mean, a month ago, I could go downstairs to the car and get something and she wouldn't freak out. I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And now it really is. I close the door. She realizes I'm gone and freaks. Yeah. And like tonight we went outside like to watch the space station and I was like, okay, I'm going to go out first. And you're like, I'll bring Swizz. Fine. And then she didn't want to come out. And so you just came out and then she starts barking. Like yeah, it's I, not an, go ahead. Yeah, I tried three times, right? I was like, come on out. And all four, other four dogs wanted to come out, but they weren't, especially not Guac, safe in the dark. Um, and she, Swizz just looked at me. And I was outside on the porch. And so then I closed the door. I opened the door again. And I was like, Swiss, come on, let's go. She just kind of looked at me and was like, yeah. do, 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 do. And then, yeah, two minutes after I'd gone outside, she started barking. Yeah. And so it's like, like, that's a weird way that we have to change what we're doing. Like, she doesn't want to go outside. But if we don't make her come outside, then she gets super anxious and like starts freaking out. And then it takes a really long time to bring her back down. And so it's like, we have to make her do a thing that she's not interested in doing, like coming outside, just so we avoid her freaking herself out and getting super anxious. So it's a weird kind of modification of how we interact with her, where you can't just rely on like, okay, she wants to go out, let her out, wants to go in, let her in. Yeah, we have to get a baby Bjorn. Yeah, <laughs> you can just carry her around all just the time. Just carry her around. She, like Vink kind of likes to be carried around. Swiss does not. She does the like stiff legs. Oh, Vink. And a baby Bjorn is kind of my dream. Oh, my God. She'd be, like, looking forward with her little <laughs> derpy <laughs> face. I mean, and her, yeah, her lower legs would be sticking out and her top legs would be sticking over the edge. And she'd just be like... Bleh, bleh. If anyone has a... She'd be super cute. <laughs> a baby Bjorn that'll hold a 59-pound dog, feel free to send it to GRDad, 1107 Key Plaza, number 202, Key West, Florida, 33040. We will totally... Take videos of Pink being carried around in it. I mean, and well, Swizz, speaking of which, Swizz weighs the same now, and I could put Swizz in there. Yeah. Maybe she'd like it. I don't know. They weigh exactly the same. Swizz and, and they're, they're kind of the same height. Like, they really are the same size. Swizz looks more delicate, but mm -hmm. it's somewhat fluff-related in, in fairness. Yeah, Vink is so... Pink looks like a corgi. She's like a Muppet. On a bad day, she looks totally like a corgi. <laughs> I don't know if she's a golden. Yeah, well... So they, their weight loss has gone well. Um, we weighed Guac this morning, and he's just so massive. GR Dad weighs himself and then weighs the dogs, and then I, I kind of handle, like, looking at the scale and, and that sort of stuff. And, and the math. You can say it. The math. The, yeah, GR Dad today, he, like, picked up a pen, and I'm like, just put the pen down. I'll do the math myself in my head. <laughs> but it was subtraction. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it as addition. <gasps> um, anyway, yeah, so we weighed Guac, and I think he weighs 77, which is fine. But it was funny, right after Swizzle and Vancouver kind of compact in my arms to yeah. have It's like I was carrying a horse. <laughs> He's so big. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's the Swizz update. Uh, Chief Brody doing fine. Uh, guac. So we're not going to talk about this in detail, but we will add that, like, We've been doing these um, evening live streams of like the dogs playing fetch at sunset. I just go out there and like put YouTube live stream on and answer questions and play fetch with them. Guac has not really learned how to limit the volume of seawater that he intakes. And so today, oh, poor guy. Like, so they had dinner. We went out, we were playing fetch and we came back in and he just had this look on oh. his face. 
He looked ill. He he was like, oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> his, his eyes were twice as droopy as usual. <laughs> and he couldn't lie down. He wouldn't take the Kong that you offered yeah, him? Yeah, he just didn't know what to do with himself. He felt so bad. And he was like drooling a bit. And I was like, all right, well, the seawater is clearly coming out. And I was like, you know what? I don't want him to puke on the rug again. Because he did that a couple of days ago. I'm like, I'm going to take him outside and just walk him around. And uh, when we got outside... All the seawater came out, all ways possible for it to exit, uh, three times. He felt much better after that. Though I did, <laughs> so he puked in the driveway, and in the puke was the like peel off lid from the sour cream that I used at dinner. So clearly, he got up on the counter. Well, he's discovered that he can put his whole head in the sink. He's so tall. Twice now, he has. I've had stuff in the sink, and we go outside to eat dinner with Swizz, like we just said, and we'll hear these sounds, and it's Guac has put his feet up, and he's so tall he can stick his head all the way in the sink, and he pulled out the peach cobbler pan, and yeah. then today he was like licking. We made Mexican street corn for dinner, which is so good, and so you make a sauce that's like, uh, I made it with the, the leftover garlic aioli that I made and sour cream. You okay, Jared? You're making a face. I'm having second thoughts about whether it was the seawater or just everything he ate out of the sink. Oh, let me tell you, as one who was out there with him, there was a large volume of seawater involved. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you're off the hook a little bit. Yeah. But so, yeah, Mexican street corn, look it up. But basically, it's like half a cup of, you can use regular mayonnaise. I happen to have garlic mayonnaise left over from last night's dinner. Holy mackerel, was that good? Yeah. Uh, I It took me three tries to be able to make homemade alioli. If you want to make that, all right, if you like garlic, let's sidebar, recipe corner. Okay, take one whole egg and an egg yolk, put them in your blender. Um, with Raw. Raw. <laughs> yes, don't cook them. Raw. Uh, with four cloves of garlic. I put them through the garlic press so they're crushed and like a couple tablespoons of oil and just like pulse it a couple times till that's mixed together. And then very slowly, you're going to do like the tiniest little drizzle of uh, canola oil into the blender while it's running on low, two thirds of a cup. Uh, You could even do a little less. I probably did half a cup. And it will turn into like this beautiful, like not super gloppy mayonnaise like you get at the store, but just like this perfect, super garlicky, sauce about halfway through pause scrape it down add a tablespoon of lemon juice and then continue pouring in that half a cup of oil it was so good so we made this is served on our favorite thing that we get at haleo which is jose andreas's restaurant in dc and when i finished making it and tasted it it was like this weird throwback to being there it was very good i'm very proud of myself after two utter failures the day before uh so anyway we ate half of that with dinner we had that left over. So Mexican street corn, you can either use garlic mayonnaise if you've got some of that, or use half a cup of regular mayonnaise and throw in a clove of crushed garlic, half a cup of sour cream, half a cup-ish, maybe a little bit less of chopped up cilantro, zest of lime, juice of half a lime, mix that all together, put in a little bit of uh, chipotle powder or you know hot mexican style hot chili powder and then that's your sauce and then you take you can actually use frozen corn and like make this as a sort of salad salad like potato salad not like lettuce salad um but we had i had got corn on the cob at the store uh just glop it all on there put some cotija cheese on the top which is like you absolutely need to get that kind and it's the best oh my god it was so good 
Yeah, I've tried to substitute for cotija cheese. It doesn't you work. You can't. No, it's like salty and crumbly. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, we had that for dinner, and then Guac stuck his head in the sink and licked the bowl from the sauce. And it's aioli is garlic mayonnaise. Aioli is how you say it. Aioli is just mayonnaise. Oh, really? Yeah. Oops, I bumped the mic there. Is this Italian or Spanish? Well, both, I think. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could have like a lemon aioli. So garlic aioli is elioli. Yeah, that's exactly what it <laughs> oh is. Oh, my God. Yep. Um, <laughs> anyway, that, that was it's, a real it's win. It's very tasty. Oh it was God, very it was tasty. Oh, my God, so good. I could see why guac uh, got attracted to it. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, so that's guac. Uh, he's feeling better now that he's expelled the demons from his system. Uh, Vink, doing fine. Hops, poor Hops, hurt her leg on Saturday. It was after we had Swizz at the vet because we would have brought her to the vet. And then we got home and at some point she hurt her like thigh. Like we think the muscle of her thigh it was sort of shaking. It was really painful. She'd make like yelpy sounds. She didn't want to like walk up like the tiny little step from the porch into the house. It was very sad. We di- and we didn't see her get hurt. We, d- we didn't. It wasn't like she. We threw a ball and she landed wrong or something. She was in the water a lot on Saturday, so it didn't seem like she was doing anything crazy. But she all of a sudden had this like really painful back leg outside back leg outside yeah if we would like if we wouldn't pay enough attention even today really it was better today but um when we'd like dry her if we'd rub there like she'd take all the weight off of it and she'd yelp but i like i went through it really carefully and it wasn't the bones it wasn't the tendons it wasn't her knee like i could squeeze her knee really hard that didn't hurt but if i just like would lay the hand this weekend on the side of her haunch back there like the thigh part She'd pull it away, and it would just start shaking. So she must have pulled it really bad. We and we called the vet. Yeah. On it was Saturday night because it was after we just after we'd gotten back from Swiss, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they kind of said, if it's nothing structural or bleeding or you know obviously broken, and she you know because she can walk. She could walk fine. That's the thing. Like once she got up and was walking, she didn't limp. She didn't like favorite she wasn't really walking that slow she seemed if she was walking you'd think she was totally fine and today i was throwing the ball and she was chasing it yeah with no problems and then two hours later she had the like weird twitchiness again yeah so i think we so we've been giving her tramadol and medicam which are you know tramadol is a light narcotic but like a pain reliever uh, Medicam's an anti-inflammatory, and I think we just got to keep that up and and limit her activity a bit because she's been playing fetch like crazy too at maybe, night. Maybe I, yeah, shouldn't play fetch with her. I mean, I I played fetch with her for an hour on the live stream tonight. You played in the water. I played on the grass. <laughs> well, hmm. she's she'll maybe get the rest of the week off, but she is she's a lot better. Like uh, tonight, she had a little bit of a backslide after our fetch session, but today. She did seem like you could touch it, and it didn't really bug her. I mean, I guess swimming is not nothing for dogs, right? You have the whole hydrotherapy. You have everything. I mean, it does. It is actually a lot of exercise for them on all legs, right? They're yeah. kicking a lot. Yep. Differently than walking, I guess. Yeah, it's low impact, but it still is like a lot of muscle work. A lot of stretching. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she's getting better and uh, we medicated her tonight. So gave a lot of medicine tonight. 
Swizz got her anxiety meds. Glock got some tum meds. Hops got some pain meds. Uh, Chief Brody, he got an allergy shot today. I think she just got a meatball. Bing Good job, Bing. happy. <laughs> yep. So uh, I think that's the full dog update. Um, I will add, so there's still time to sign up for the Angel Dog virtual races, but I put in the main order for the medals. I kind of added 20% to the current totals. So I've hopefully we'll have like a little buffer and cover any new ones that come in. Uh, but I got the, I don't want them to come late. So I got the proofs. They look amazing. I'm very excited. So all the medals are coming. That's pretty good. It's good to have a project. I have so many projects. Yes. Uh, speaking of golden ratio commencement coming along. Well, I've got 45 people helping me and we're pulling graphics and doing stuff. Uh, I ordered a lectern so I can stand at a lectern to deliver the address. <laughs> I bought on Amazon. Uh, people have been, you know, generous in donating to the fund for this. And so, uh, I've ordered envelopes, uh, the little kind of card mementos that we're sending to all the graduates, uh, there's going to be a ton of postage, <laughs> a lot of, you know, we have 3000 things to mail. So it's going to be thousands of dollars of postage. Um, cause there's, you know, some, a lot of it's in the U S but there's plenty going international too. So, uh, that's going to be quite a project. Yeah. Um, but there was, people have been very generous and, you know, chipping in a few dollars here and there. So we had enough money to cover that. Um, and had, you know, a couple hundred bucks left over. So I was like, where am I going to do this address? Like, I don't want it to just be me standing there. I want it to feel sort of graduation-y. Uh, and so I was on Amazon. I'm like, can I buy a lectern for cheap? <laughs> and it turns out you can. Uh, I think I have to put it together myself, but whatever. And I, so one of the people who's helping, uh, there's a bunch of graphic designers helping me. They collaboratively made a golden ratio university seal that I got printed. That's going to stick on the front of the lectern. It's, it's going to be cool. You know, the bank is going to be buying that lectern at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know that she will be. <laughs> so, uh, so that's coming along. Good. I'm sure we probably have some other projects going on, but yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, you do. I got, and you got do. a lot of projects. So there you go. Dogs are good. Golden ratio projects are good. I'm thinking about doing a, um, like a little set of buttons, like nine, like, you know, like two and a half inch pins. Another project. Yes. Good. I cope with stress by doing projects. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, I mean, you can order, you know, logo, you know, all the normal merch, but I've been thinking about, you know, maybe doing like a special mailer where I have like a set of buttons for the dogs if people want them, but. Still debating on that one. Uh, all right. I think that's the dog updates. I, I just want to emphasize that Vink remains under 60 pounds, which is still as light as she's ever been. And Swizz is under 60 pounds, which is also good for her. Good job, dear dad. Yes, thank you. Sticking to the diet, following the plan. It's not easy for me. And we also know, I mean, it's been a week, like that her increased rations. So we increased her breakfast by half a cup and kept her dinner the same like that's basically maintaining her weight yeah like i'd rather it. give her less not have that but give her more carrots maybe oh you can try adding in one more carrot maybe at dinner give uh, her two carrots instead of one i don't know give it a try okay. if, if her weight goes up if she's at 60 next week we'll cut back on the carrots mm, okay okay 
Ah, she does love those carrots. She is the crunchiest. Yeah, she is. She's the only <laughs> member of Team Crunch. Everyone else has gone soft. Oh, Guac will eat a crunch if, if you force him. <laughs> if, See, you've gone soft. He takes the crunch, looks around, drops it, and comes back for a roast. Because he's smart and he knows you'll give him a roasty. He is smart. If you refused the roasty, he'd eat the crunch. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, good job sticking to the diet with Vink. I'm proud of you. You did a good job. My baby's hungry. <laughs> Don't like it. She's literally not hungry. She's maintaining Starved her Starved for love. That is your problem. Like, go over and rub her belly. Food is love, <laughs> not belly rub. So, all right. Dog's done. Um, do you have a German word of the week for us? Yes. What is, is it? This is from a great thread that someone on Twitter put together, uh, Dr. Jens Föll. He did German insults, and he mm. came up with like, you know, people were submitting, and he came up with like 40. These are ex- made-up insults or like insults? No, that real, people use? real insults, all different ones. Yeah, and they and and he explains them really, really well. And uh, he said he asked his wife, and she started just yelling insults at him, <laughs> give him ideas. <laughs> um, so the the one I like though is Paragraphenreiter, which Paragraph describes writer? ride rider. Yeah, yeah. Paragraphenreiter. Someone who rides on the letters of the law, like a, oh, like on a horse, yeah. and it's, you know, there's the symbol for paragraph, the yeah, sort of lit, the Latin P. one, and I always thought it looked like a horse's head, and someone's yeah. like riding around on it. I don't know if that's what where it comes from. That's what it always evoked for me. But it's someone who takes the, you know, who's, who is just unable to deviate from the rules and loves their their regulations and and loves like enforcing them and following them and it's just so more, a german more german than a german the bad <laughs> germans yeah these are the kind of people who are just completely intolerable to be yeah. around paragraphenreiter yeah who just good. who always then will point to the paragraph in the in the law and say well i'm following this i'm just complying with what it says yeah Ugh. <laughs> and yes it is so it says so much about germans too yeah Paragraphenreiter. nice yeah it's a good one it's a good one it's not and it's not just an insult of like someone's looks or anything this is like a very yeah this is a you know character flaw no that's good dear dad was like i've got to find a german word i'm gonna to go to the insult thread and i was like oh no insults but this is excellent this is it's not as good a word as bachpfeifengesicht person who that's the first one here face. yeah um Face punch neater. Correct. It's not. It's not as insulty in some ways, but it's a. It is oh, more yeah. deep. That's <laughs> I like great. It. I love it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. So for taste of the keys this week, uh, not a lot going on in the keys. So I thought I would tell about my little run today. So I was like, so I think I mentioned on the podcast that we dropped that I uh, the bonus podcast this week. That I'm running every street in the keys. Like that's my little <clears> running <throat> project. And so what it means is. Every day I go run someplace new, right? I'm not going to waste miles running a place I've already run when I have hundreds and hundreds of miles to do in this project. Um, so I'm, you know, looking at here's all these places that I have to go and mapping little routes I can run to kind of check off parts. And so today I was looking at a map and I'm like, okay, you know, I finished 
this one key yesterday. And I'm like, okay, there's a couple more down there that kind of just have one road or one road and like a little development. And so they're not long runs that it's going to take me to do it. And I was looking at one of them and it's like the road ends, but then it clearly continues after that and is abandoned. And there's like a beach there. And I was like, I was looking and there's all this cool stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in there. I'm like, so today, dear dad, you want to come with me for this run? It's going to be like it two miles at the shortest. And then we can make it as long as we want. Two miles is a pretty short run. So we'll maybe do like three, three and a half miles. Basically just going to run to the end of this abandoned spot, come back. That's like a mile. If we go half a mile the other way, I'll finish this key. We can keep going and I can get some more on another spot. Sure, sure. So at lunch, he's like, okay, well, I got to do this work thing. I'll be done at 2.30. And then the work thing took longer. And then it, it was like, not done. And then he finished. I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to go. And then he comes out. He's like, okay, I'm done. And I was like, okay. So we get ready. We pack everything up. And then it's like four o'clock. And then his part, like partner calls. And he's like, oh, well, I got to work on this thing. And I was like, all right, bye. I'm going to the fun place by myself. I'm glad you did. I'm really glad you did. Yeah. It, it was a fun place. And so, uh, all right, here's what I saw when I got here. Oh. Dear dad is shaking his head because he's so jealous. So jealous. It's so good. Green with envy. First, the end of the runway to the Naval Air Station, which is where all the fighter jets land. Now, there are no fighter jets today. I'm going to bring Gio Dad back when the fighter jets are flying so we can watch them come in. Picnic there and I will just stay there for an hour and watch them zooming in and out. It's literally just like the end of the runway, a chain link fence, and then you can stand there. The, it's F-18s. It's awesome. It's very cool. So I stood at the end of that runway. Okay, so this takes you down to this little, like, quote-unquote beach. We don't have sandy beaches much in the Keys. Um, and there's a little bit of sand here, but it's, like, it's not a groomed beach. It's it's not like that at all. It's very no, narrow. It's not South Beach. No. I mean, it's not even like the, the beaches in Key West, which look nothing like, like a regular East Coast beach with these big, wide sands. Like, they're sandy, but they're not huge like that. Um it is much narrower than that. I mean, it's maybe 15, 20 feet of sand, but there's like all sorts of like sea grasses and stuff washed up on it. So it's not groomed, but it's very long. And it's the only place that you're legally allowed to swim naked in the Keys. Like what? it's an authorized nude beach. And I was like, well, I'm going to go down there because nobody's going to be down there now. I don't want to see any naked Keys people. They're not good looking naked people. We've seen a naked Keys dude in a bar and it wasn't anything to hey so he good. had on wings and a thong you are allowed to be naked naked dude with a beach. thong is naked <laughs> no oh no because let me tell you about the guy that i ran past <laughs> ah. he was wearing shoes oh well, that's sensible that's it that's it he wasn't wearing black socks D i mean and he was not german i gotta say i was more surprised by the junk was not expecting it even though it was a nude beach, it just there were some other people down there, well spaced out, social distancing, all clothed, and then this dude comes walking out naked. How do you know it's illegal? I mean, besides the dude, uh, nude beach is it? A Atlas thing? Obscura told there's me. No, but there's no sign there saying abandon all clothes here. <laughs> I think clothing optional, um, but no, I didn't see any sign about that. Um, but apparently, it's allowed. So cool. This dude naked. 
Uh, I just kept running. But he wasn't some hot hot guy. He was probably naked. 65, a little chubby. Not who you'd necessarily want to see naked. No, I mean, I could imagine... I. I could imagine a nude beach that would be interesting to look at. I think such nude beaches only can be imagined that they're mostly kind of older, frumpy people who are not that attractive. That's in real life. Yeah. IRL. Here I, here in the Keys, I mean, there's a lot of gay tourism. You could have like the buff gay guy beach. That might be pretty cool. Maybe. I mean, I'd run past that beach. Yeah, yeah, right. If you just have one, though, that's not going to be it. They also wouldn't harass you, which is a double super bonus. You have to have a sign that's like, hot gay guys only (laughs) at this beach. Because otherwise, you're going to get normal Keys people who are not hot or young. They may be gay, but it doesn't matter. Southern Florida is home to a lot of over-tanned people, too. Yeah. I mean, the Keys have their own variety of person, but it's not... It's a, you know, it's not old like retirees, but it's an older place. It's not South Beach. <laughs> sure is not. Anyway, I only saw one naked guy. Um, but so I kind of ran all the way to the end of this. And then there's this like amazing, like kind of, it looks like driftwood, but it's like trees. And they like, they're all like decorated with like buoys and bottles and like, there's like an, a totem pole made out of lobster traps. And like a magical place. I'm calling it a totem pole, but it's not, it's not trying to like replicate a totem pole, but it's got kind of like faces and lobster traps and it's tall stacked up like that. And it's got like, uh, like little motivational sayings. And then you kind of go in, like tuck under. And then there's like this little kind of what would be like a hole in the tree, except I think it's like a few trees grown together and there's like a little bench and there's like lights in it and like sparkly bits and there's a makeshift kind of swing once you come out the other side of that through the little archway with like a four by four and some ropes and it's amazing. I'm freaking jealous. Amazing. And so I like went all through there. I posted it on my Gen Runs with Dogs Twitter if you want to see it and uh came back out and then there's like just like two dudes with a guitar and a harmonica and like a little amp that they brought along like doing a little concert just like on the side of the beach like where people were parking because i think there's no place to perform anymore the people i gotta say when i like got down there and i saw these cars i was like oh fuck it's gonna be all these like assholes crammed together everyone was totally spaced out um just you know it was a lot of parking, but everyone was really keeping their distance and they're doing this little concert. And then I like ran a little further and there was this like whole like swarm of like hundreds and hundreds. What's it called? A school, I guess, of these giant fish, like two foot long fish. I don't know if they were parrot fish, but they were kind of that size, like swimming in like all these concentric little like spirally things and like jumping out of the water, like Everything I'm describing is stuff that Jeer Dad would be like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And what were you doing? Writing a brief, making law money. Ridiculous. You missed it. Uh, so I do feel bad that you, like, you didn't get to see all this cool stuff with me. But it's still, it's always going to be there. I don't know that the naked guy will be there. But uh, you and I can go down there anytime. It, it may not be a problem if he's not there. Yeah, it would not be the worst. Might not make it worse if he's not there it was a interesting addition but not a necessary part of the maybe experience. there'll be naked ladies next time there could i expect they will be the parallel of that naked dude which is again not exciting true um 
anyway, there you go. So that's my little taste of the Keys. Uh, if you want to go visit, it's Boca Chica Beach. So you go turn off of Route 1 onto Big Coppet, go through Geiger Key, end up down at Boca Chica Key. And uh, there's a little beach down there. Don't give away all the secrets. It's on Atlas Obscura. That's obscure. Well, the, by its nature, it's obscure. If anyone wants to go to it, first they're going to have to make their way into the Keys. Not allowed now. And then they're going to have to rent a car and drive down to this place. And um, it's quite an operation if you don't live here. And it's on the map. It's an obscure map. Yeah. I mean, it's on Google Maps also. As, as an obscure thing. <laughs> I mean, it's like it, you got to drive down this real long road and it's at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's the taste of the keys. My amazing little run journey today. I'm having a very good time with this run every street. Some of it's just like I'm running kind of through trailer parks and not a lot of trees and it's boring and it's not especially beautiful. And then some of it is just like this incredible stuff. And now I'm, I'm going to know where everything is now because I will have run every single street. Um, so it's cool. Like yesterday I ran, today I just ran like three and a half miles, but yesterday I ran 10 to kind of finish off all the little streets on this one key. And I realized, oh, like I don't have a mask. You're not allowed to go in anywhere in the keys without a mask now. I didn't bring one when I was running and I'm gonna run out of water. So that's not good. Usually I'll just stop at the gas station and get some and they probably would have let me in. But there was like a tennis court that had water fountains and the water fountains were turned off. And so I was like, oh, like I had this whole plan. And so I ran past a church and of course the church is closed, but they had like a water spigot, like for a hose on the outside. And so I went and I, that was working. I filled my thing up and I checked, you know, I went to the door. It's like, okay, we're closed. You know, you can watch mass on Facebook live or whatever. It was a Baptist church, I think. And, uh, and then I fill up my water and I'm coming out to the front and some guy comes out the front of the church, like clearly heard me filling it up. And I was like, I hope you don't mind. I filled my thing up. And he was like the nicest guy. He was just like, oh, of course you can fill it up. Like, how are you doing? How's everything going? Like everything. I was like, I, you know, I'm doing as good as I can. Like, how about you? He's like, oh, we're just doing great. Like we're continuing to do our stuff and connecting with people. He was just lovely. That's what you just, want in a church. Yeah, just lovely. So good. My dad, uh, used, my dad used to say, sorry. Go. My dad used to say there's always water at the uh, cemeteries because they have flowers. they got to keep the flowers. So he, w he was very proud of this, and he would repeat it a lot. So not from running at all, but like yeah. he'd go walking, hiking, right? And he was always like, you always get water at the cemetery. They always have a water faucet. So like, I, li I like the insight of it, and also it's totally your dad to tell that story, that like tidbit to people like 20 times. And it's sort of not really relevant anymore right people can <laughs> buy water and drinks right i mean this is like when i was a boy in the 40s you know yeah. we used to have to go to cemeteries to drink water it's not it's not <laughs> a thing anymore i love your dad but man that guy tells the same story over and over and I mean, over again i mean it's been 70 years probably since and he had water from a cemetery he does think it's very interesting every time yeah well, there is a cemetery on this key. There's not a ton of cemeteries really? in the keys. Yes, there's a little, like, lower keys cemetery on Even Big cooler. Combat. Yeah. It's, it's very small, um, but it's not, like, the Key West Cemetery is like the New Orleans cemeteries where everything's above ground. This one is more traditional. Like, it's got regular headstones. I assume that people are buried in the ground. There's maybe a few above ground ones, but not too many. Maybe they're all cremated. 
did. It could be. It could be. Less um, chance of reviving during a hurricane. Yeah, indeed. So, uh, anyway, it's a fun little adventure that I'm having. And uh, tomorrow I might drive all the way up to Key Largo, 85 miles up to Key Largo, so I can run around some stupid neighborhood up there and cross it off my list because that's, that's probably going to be 150 miles of roads that I'm going to have to do in a bunch of chunks. That's far. <laughs> that is far. Everything. Everything about this is far, but I've got the time. I got the motivation. And they're going to be cool Strava patterns. How epic is it going to be when I am like, here's a map of the Fortikis. Look at, I've run every street. Here's all my overlapping Strava maps. I've run everything. It's, it's excellent. It's excellent. going to be awesome. Oh. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Anything final you want to add? No. Can't think of anything. Okay. Well, until next week, stay at home. Don't lick stuff. Don't bite stuff. Don't bite anything. I mean, except, you know, don't bite people. Don't bite tigers because they can have coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Don't bite tigers. I mean, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. Bye. Bye.